Hi everyone, this is another episode of Unplug with Annie and I am beginning to start a new series called Psyche. After talking about purpose and how we find our purpose, how we're led to our purpose, what having purpose is, this series is more geared towards figuring out how our psyche works and if it's working to uplift us, to benefit us, to make us walk towards our purpose in a more positive, aligned way or if it's working to steer us away from the things that we actually need to focus on to get ahead and how we change that, how we change the way our mind works for our benefit. And I'm going to be talking to some hugely successful people all over the world who have done that and they're going to be talking a little bit about their journey and helping all of us understand what we need to do to begin to get more aligned and just use our mind in the best way possible. I hope you enjoy this series. Here's to another journey. Hi everyone, welcome to Unplug with Annie. We are beginning a brand new series called Psych. And my first guest on this series is Jesse Canones, who's an award-winning writer, director, producer with over 10 years of experience in the film industry, working both as a practitioner and educator. He's also patron of the British Urban Film Festival. At the end of last year, he completed his second feature film titled Cage Fighter Worlds Collide with an International Cast. Um, In 2018, he co-produced a film called No Shade, which opened at the British Urban Film Festival and was subsequently picked up by Amazon Prime. He also serves as a film critic on a radio show, Meet the Critics, on Colourful Radio, and also holds lectures at the Met Film School as well as other institutions across London. Uh, So this one is going to be uh, another one for the creatives. Um, similar to the, the series I did called Ignite, but we're going to talk a little bit more about mindset and our relationship with that throughout the series. Hey, Jesse, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for having me. It's super cool to have you on. I know at the moment you're um, you're getting ready to release your, your next feature and uh, you must be super excited about that. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long time in the coming. Uh, I started this writing the script like back in 2014, so it feels pretty pretty cool to uh, wow. finally get the film out there, out into the world. Uh, releasing movie during COVID times is not the easiest, but you know, really really big shout out to um, our distributors, Screen Media, who are are powering forward to get the movie out to the masses. Wow, wow, that's amazing. That's a long time. That's a long time. How did your career yeah. start? Like, I, I'd be so curious to know, like, how it all started when you developed this this bug for the industry. The film bug, yeah. Um, I started probably around the time I was in university. I went to London Metropolitan University, uh, studied theater, studies in creative writing. Um, and then... Uh, outside when once I left I wrote a couple of plays I did kind of the traditional theater things you know went to the Royal Court Young Writers Program and then went to Soho Theater and I think the thing is I just always loved film you know when I was a kid growing up my biggest memories were watching movies you know with my especially with my dad you know movies like Predator and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Harry and the Hendersons and things like that and it just stayed with me and, and so I kind of um I didn't fall out of love with theater, but I just sort of felt like 
this isn't what I want to do. And so I started slowly shifting my energy towards film. And I started making documentaries with my brother because he had done a, an animation degree. So he had the animation skills and I had the uh, kind of writing skills and, and stuff from my degree. And we started making these short animations. And then um, slowly I started making documentaries and short films. And then um, 2013 is when I made my first feature film, Callous Tans, which, um, you know, was very much based on my life story. It's about a young kid growing up in Miami who's mixed race and, um, you know, has a really abusive stepfather. And unfortunately mine was abusive. And, and um, yeah, it was kind of my, my rites of passage as a filmmaker to get that story told. And um, uh, yeah, off, off the back of that, then got an agent and then, you know, was in the industry, but it's not so easy. You know, you still have to plug away and work tenaciously. And yeah. five years later, after my first feature, I just made my second feature, Cage Fighter, just coming out next yeah. Friday. Um, and that's a, uh, you know, uh, love. I always loved the big Rocky movies, and I just felt like you know, you uh, Britain hasn't had its own version of that for a while. Yeah. And I just wanted to make something that was action packed, that had lots of sports, but that also had heart. And and ultimately, you know, it's about this guy who's um, going through his own trials and tribulations, and um, you know, has to kind of face his demons inside the cage. And I'm a martial artist, so I wanted to make the fights look really authentic and and really legit. You know. Wow, wow, very cool, very cool. So you said a couple of things. I mean, do you feel that as a as a writer director the the process of of of, of being in this in this doing this craft is like quite cathartic because you're using your own personal experiences. So is that something that you do with with all the work that you with you that you do? Le it's interesting. Less less and less to be honest. My first stuff my first uh writing was very personal. Like when I first started writing, I was writing a lot of poetry. And so it was a lot of things about, you know, my upbringing and, and my, you know, parents and, you know, you know, my love life or lack thereof at the time, you know, and then as, and, and so my first feature film, I just poured everything I had emotionally and personally into it. And then with, it's interesting with Cage Fighter, thematically it's very personal i was actually um i was going through a really messy divorce when i wrote it like in my kind of life fell apart emotionally psychologically financially like everything just kind of came apart at the seams and i just thought i, I gotta write my way out of this thing you know and so i i plugged into those themes of loss and of um guilt and shame and and, and frustration and i poured it and i just thought i don't want to write about divorce so I took those themes and I just thought, let me see if I can plug them into the fight movie genre so that it's, it sits within the genre. And that's probably me wearing my producing hat, thinking, okay, what, what could actually get made? And so I kind of wrote about all those things in, in this very, you know, in this very um, kind of um, commercial vehicle, I guess. And um, mm. then the thing I'm working on now is not personal at all, to be honest. I guess there's something I'm interested in the subject, but um, seems like it's getting more and more removed, but maybe it's just where I'm at at that time of my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting that, um, I mean, a, a lot of people see, people who aren't in the industry see, see the arts as being, uh, you know, a form of entertainment, you know, primarily more than anything else. But more and more, we're seeing films being made which really have important social messages, which really um, are driving uh, change forward as well. Yeah. And, and they're making yeah. such an impact. So do you think like that, that, that there is a responsibility for, for those in the arts to create films which 
or not films, I mean plays, uh, writing, mm. any, anything that really kind of drives change? Um, yeah, I mean, I've, per, like, it, it, it's going to be interesting with the current climate to see what happens and, and um, if people, if the industry will have space for all of it because it's going to, the, the purse strings are going to get tighter and tighter. I would love to see it, you know, as an industry that kind of has room for everything, like that has room for, you know, in one corner you have the commercial stuff here and, and if people just want to be entertained, they can. And if they want to go and see something that's a bit more weighty and, and, and meaty, they can go in this corner here. Um, and, and, that there, and that there's also that middle ground where something could be commercial and entertaining, but sitting underneath it, there's actually a really deep message, like a movie like Get Out, you know, the horror mm. film that just completely smashed it a couple of years ago. Like that was a really clever movie because it, it was very entertaining, but what, what it did was it disarmed viewers and met in underneath that entertainment factor, there was actually a big commentary on race and class in America. So I thought that was really clever the way um, Jordan Peele did that, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Was there ever a time, because I mentioned that the industry is, yeah, it, it, it's pretty tricky to maneuver your way around. I feel like you mm. need a lot of self-belief or confidence. I think a lot of people just say, I think it's the hardest job in the world because, yeah, yeah you know, getting people to believe in you, seeing the vision that you see, um, so was there a time where you really kind of felt like you felt like calling it quits or you just felt like there isn't a space for me? I, I'm not gonna, this is not somewhere I'm gonna mm. accelerate. <laughs> and what was that like? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, definitely five years ago, I, I when I kind of had my bit of a rock bottom moment, I definitely was like, ah, oh, this is maybe this is this is too hard. I think I've always embraced the fact that if I'm not, you know, because the, the main reason that anyone quits is usually because they can't make enough money, you know, or they're, they're not being able to sustain themselves. And I've always, I've never been too proud to go out and get a, a job. I try to get, you know, I've always tried to get work that sort of sits somewhere in the industry. So I lecture as well. Mm -hmm. and, while, and while I was writing Cage Fighter, I was lecturing a lot. You know, I teach a lot at Met Film School, um, you know, taught at like Central Film School and, and, you know, London Metropolitan University, my own alma mater. And I just feel like whatever way you can to kind of sustain yourself while you're trying to put your, because it can take time to get a project off the ground. And while you're doing that, if you're not having any income, then you're dealing with the stress of all those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I've always just taken a really pragmatic approach to it, you know. Yeah. Are there other specific things that you feel you've learned from filmmaking that um, you you perhaps w didn't take away when you were working on, on plays and theater? Lessons that I did learn from it? Yeah, yeah. From filmmaking specifically. Um, what well, I guess training at, training at the uh, Royal Court, the one thing I, I, I learned was um, they had the saying, that probably stuck with is the one thing I've stuck with more than anything, which is don't get it right, get it written. And it's a quote that they love to say over there. And mm -hmm. um, I like that quote because I think sometimes people can be really precious with their work and, and trying to be a perfectionist. And I think that there is something about just getting it on the page and getting your, hitting your deadlines and hitting your, um, you know, whatever your targets are. And I, I really like that because it just makes me feel like, all right, you just got to power through. And I, and I kind of apply it to the scripts I'm working on, but I, 
I also applied a little bit to my own, my career as a whole. Like, you know, maybe there, there are some people that are like geniuses and they come out and they make Reservoir Dogs, like Quentin Tarantino on their first movie. But then there are others, others of us that, you know, have to learn the craft because, you know, especially directing is a craft. And I feel like every time you do it, you learn something. Every time you make a movie, you learn something new, uh, whether it's a storytelling or a camera technique or whatever. And so I guess I've just approached it. I'm just, it's more about building a body of work rather than just trying to build some kind of masterpiece. And hopefully I get better and better every time as I go. Yeah. Is there one thing specifically that you went into cage fighter doing that you knew you, you know, like maybe a mistake that was made before, or maybe something you wanted to do differently? Was there like a specific thing that you you decided? Yeah. um, With my first, uh, yeah, there was one thing is like, I think with, with, with Callous Tans, my first film, because it was my first and I was a bit younger, I was like, I was really intense, you know, and I, uh, I was just like, by any means necessary, this has got to get done this way or whatever. And I think with this one, I tried my best to uh, not be a dick, you know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, try to be respectful of everyone and, and no matter what role they had in the crew and um, just try to be really sincere. And I don't, think that like I didn't want to be the kind of guy that raises his voice or, or whatever um, and, I don't, and I don't think I was you know I, I feel like that was really important to just sort of have a really respectful atmosphere and, and that lesson came from my, my lead actor in my first film after we'd done shooting he kind of pulled me to the side and he said look you know you're kind of intense sometimes and at the time I was like was I you know but then I went and thought about it and I tried to reflect on it reflected on it honestly and I thought yeah I was a little too intense and you know, it's a team effort, it's a collaboration. And so I went into this really wanting to be a collaborator, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make this feel like a team. And hopefully I succeeded, you know. Um, and the other big lesson I learned was just to to move the camera. You know, Callous Tans was very handheld. Everything was um, kind of static a little bit. And this one, I you know, had a, a bigger budget to play with, you know. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, I'd like to play around with things you know use cranes and jibs and dollies and and really uh embrace and be more adventurous with the way the camera can move and mm. yeah, i'm quite pleased with the results of that yeah yeah for sure um in, in terms of like the producer role then i mean a lot of people see the producer as someone who's just the person handling the money and they're, they're like yeah. you know they're the people <laughs> you don't really want to talk to but you have to talk to and, mm. um yeah do you think that there is i mean how important is it for the producer to like to really be do you feel like their role is sometimes more important or the most important in terms of filmmaking and in terms of being able to tell the story you want as well that um having the right producer is essential yeah i I feel honestly like finding a good producer is probably one of the hardest things to do in film, which is why I've ended up producing a lot because it's just such a complex role. And even if you, you know, you can train to be a director or you can train to be a writer or a production designer or costume designer or editor, but there's not really any training to be a producer. And yet it's the, it has so many things that come under the umbrella of what that role means. You know, you're meant, a producer is meant to, be able to develop, you know, work in development and help with script development and give notes and be a creative producer. They're also meant to be able to crew up a team and, um, you know, 
allocate roles within the crew and race finance and secure sales and distribution and you know be on top of the marketing like all of those things come under producer and it's hard so um i have you know definitely having a good producer is what got this film cage fighter made um and i've got to give a big you know nod to shane Putzlocker from trilight entertainment and sarah shack from anamorphic you know who found you know they the, we, we connected they they saw the project they saw the potential in it, and they kind of raised the finance and got it to the finish line so yeah, yeah good producers are hard to find for sure yeah they are they are and and for artists like what do you think that i mean there's a lot of conversations i've had with um with guests on the current series because it's kind of all about <laughs> creativity and getting things done yeah. um mm -hmm. we're in this space where obviously social media and, and you know technology like it, it's super thriving people are using it so much um, you know, there's more consumption. Also this emergence of like web series where, uh, you know, content is just more accessible all over. So do you think mm -hmm. artists then have a responsibility because there's so much, especially in terms of actors, um, yeah. actors, directors, photographers, I mean, even writers to a certain degree, there's a certain, um, there's a certain element of waiting on other people to, to like push your career forward or you know to get that job you're waiting mm. on someone else to make a decision but how much then do we need to start like creating ourselves regardless of what mm. we're doing and, and not waiting around for people to give us like the thumbs up yeah i i don't believe in waiting on anybody like i feel like the more uh skills you can have and the more um you can do for yourself the better which is why i thought I'll learn how to produce, you know, learn how to raise money, how to find people that are investors. And I think coming into the industry now, uh, it's really important for artists, whether they're actors, writers, directors, or whatever, to, to be able to, if not become producers, at least understand how that whole aspect of the industry works and why decisions are made. You know, sometimes an actor gets cast, it has nothing to do with their, how good they are. It could be down to anything you know, and the actor might not even be aware of it. it. Could be down to their nationality. Maybe they want to cast somebody specifically for a tax credit or whatever. You know, we we have to cast some Canadians because we shot in Canada, so for that tax credit purpose, and that meant some actors were not able to get the part that we had in mind because of that specific reason. So I think the more you understand about the business side of it, the better. Um, and then also just being lateral in the way you approach it, like. You know, um, there's so many ways to get things made. You know, I've been in the UK for 20 years. I've yet to make a, a feature or big project in the UK. I've not been supported by any, you know, any uh, institution here. You know, I'm based in London, but my first feature was made in Miami. This film was completely financed in Canada. Uh, it's not sour grapes on my part. It's just I'm not going to sit around waiting for uh, funding here to to back me. You know, I'm going to back myself and find you know the solution to that problem you know so and if i gotta go to canada if i gotta go to romania bulgaria wherever it is i will, I will go out there and find it you know i'm not married to any specific way of doing things so yeah. for me it's just about getting things done you know and, and continuing to kind of build uh, a body of work you know yeah yeah i think what what gets highlighted to me is like the the, the people who are making things happen you know regardless there's there's definite like perseverance and resilience which is required to stay in an industry like this 
is there a specific, do you think that there's a specific trait that one does have to have? Because obviously you see so many people <laughs> dabbling in it and then deciding to pack it in. For yeah. Some for valid reasons, of course, like not to judge anyone. We're all on a, a different journey. But um, mm. yeah, what do you think is like the most essential thing to have in order to really, yeah. I, yeah, I think two qualities that, that have helped me personally have been, um, one, I don't, uh, I don't take rejection personally, you know, like if I get a no, um, I've never thought, uh, it's, it, I let it sting me for a minute, you know, but then I just move on. It's like, whatever. And, um, I'll try again. I mean, like I tried to get in the Berlin out talent campus, which is this talent campus for upcoming filmmakers, like five times I got in on the sixth time, you know? Um, and it's been so many times, you know, if I'm pitching projects, if they say no, even if they say no in a, pretty harsh way I don't hold on to it um so I think to not taking rejection personally and then also um not holding grudges with people like um you know film can be kind of a harsh environment sometimes and can get a little feisty you know but I've never I, I think I can pretty much work with anybody you know um even if they wronged me really badly I don't I just don't hold on to things um you know and I think that's probably helped me as well. So I don't, I try not to have grudges with anyone and, and not have water under the bridge. I don't know if I've succeeded with that, but um, you know, yeah. I think it, it, it just, bear, it's, I guess I've just always gone in knowing it can be, it's going to be a, a testy environment, but not to hold on to anything too personally. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned obviously the funding, the funding bodies before as well. Um, mm -hmm. like, do you think there's something that the British industry needs to specifically do in order to really, really support talent, emerging talent. Um, mm. I mean, there's so much focus now on, on BAME representation, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to represent ethnic minority groups better, which we're seeing, <laughs> yes, to a certain mm. degree, but I don't think it's still quite there yet. Um, mm. I, I feel like in the States, there may be, you know, they've got the upper hand. I'm not sure that's just an observation. But what do you think needs to be done going forward? Mm. Yeah, I think the States is miles ahead of, of the UK, to be honest. You know, uh, I know for myself as a director, um, you know, my Afro-Cuban director based in London, like, you know, it's not, it's not been, it's, it's not been an easy, smooth path to kind of get, to rise up the ranks, you know, it's definitely, there's challenges. And I've, um, I think ultimately that if you really wanted to see significant change, then people you know that there needs to be more diversity or inclusivity in positions of actual power you know not just sort of uh mid-level um positions but you know people that are actually the actual gatekeepers of uh broadcasters and um funding bodies um so that you know because what ha what gets really frustrating is you kind of have meetings and you get a couple of notches up you know up the up the ladder but then it gets stopped for whatever reason and ultimately you know film is a creative medium and and it's all about storytelling and it's also and you you can't help but read something or interpret or listen to a piece of music or whatever it is and draw on your own personal experience um that your own personal experience is going to inform how you watch something and so if you're having one point of view and the person that's submitting something to you has a completely different walk of life and a different take on something how there's just going to be that innate disconnect between the recipient of that piece of artwork and the person that's produced it. And so that's a big problem, I think, because like, 
Um, I, I remember, for instance, you know, being back at the Royal Court, you know, I was like one of two, uh, you know, people of color on the, on the program at that time out of 25 students. And I remember writing something, it was set in Cuba and everyone sort of, uh, my play was um, uh, Latino and, 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 you know, like Afro-Cuban, things like that. And they're very vivacious, gregarious, you know, big, big personalities. <clears throat> And one of the people that was sort of reading my play was like, well, you know, there's no subtext here. You know, it's too obvious. I'm like, yeah, but that's where Cubans talk. You know, they're very out there. And it was just such a, and I, and I was thinking, it's just a cultural difference. You know, they're not getting it, you know? Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, you know, um, cultural disconnect. And, and so I think to see real change, it needs to be, um, you know, people holding positions of real power that can make decisions and you know you're seeing it a, a bit you know i think the new head of bafta um i believe he I, I, they've just hired somebody i can't remember his name but i think he's um asian if i'm not right. mistaken yeah right, right so that's that's a positive step but yeah i mean there's still a long way to go um to kind of be on par with like the states to be honest yeah yeah i know i just um read the news a couple of days ago about you know the, the miss marvel as well as this young um Pakistani girl and I, okay, I cool. yeah I was just like wow this is this is good news this is yeah. good news there's a sense of like you know community I think somewhere yeah. where like you know you see you see like ethnic minority groups rising up and you're just really yeah like, for sure for them yeah for sure yeah. yeah we just don't we don't see it so often you know yeah no I think we gotta all push each other as well you know like I've just I've just shot a music video that's coming out pretty soon um you know a, a, an Asian hip hop artist, you know, and I'm really pumped about it. It's really cool. So oh, it's, cool. it's actually one of the songs that's in the film, in the Cage Fighter film. Oh, and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's coming out pretty soon. So it's like, you know, I just thought this is exciting. This is fun, you know, so let's, let's work together on it, you know. Yeah, I think collaborate. I think that it, it's exciting to collaborate. You just never know yeah. what's going to happen. And, yeah. and, and I think some, somewhat being detached to the result of like, wanting to please a certain person or, you mm -hmm. know, get recognized in a certain way kind of helps you enjoy the process more, right? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you've also worked as a film critic and I just wanted to ask mm. you a little bit about that process because obviously when reviewing yeah. films, like you mm -hmm. see it through a, a, a different lens as well. Is there something yeah. that you, you keep in your mind when you're, is there something you're looking for or are you just looking to, to get the prize? Is there like this formula? <laughs> I, I for, like, it's, I guess, cause I'm also a filmmaker cause I was uh credit for um, colorful radio. Um, cause I'm a filmmaker. I always, I'm probably a very nice critic because I know how hard movies are to get made. So I'm, yeah. I'm probably the most on the gentler side of being a critic <laughs> just because uh, even a bad movie, I'll try to find something positive about it. Um, cause they're so freaking hard to get made. Like that's one thing I never get. I see it sometimes, you, you know, you see it on Twitter, what Twitter universe and all that. You see people in the, in the industry, I'm kind of shitting on other filmmakers or films. Yeah. And I just don't get it because, um, they're so hard to get made, you know, even a bad movie is still ridiculously hard to get to, you know, completed. So I, I just, I, I always just feel karmically. I want to just spread positive energy with that. So as a critic, I probably, I'm a very soft critic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that one. I, I genuinely, mm. like, I try to find something good in everything for sure. Um, well, tell us a little bit, like, 
almost almost done but um cage fighter obviously very exciting uh coming out soon i know that this recording is probably going to come out after the movie is released yeah. um but why should people watch this film i think cage fighter is just a really um you know firstly there's the action part of it so if you like action and martial arts um i think you know i i, I spent a year previsiting the fights and making you know i really wanted to kind of um uh make them look as authentic as possible so if, you know i think if you like action and and films like rocky and john claude van damme movies like that is fun but beyond that i think like you know it's a, it's a it's a simple story about a guy that's trying to really deal with emotional demons in the cage and i feel like there's some really great breakout performances um you got a guy called alex montagnani you know um who i had to really fight to get into that role he's a young black british actor um and um first proper role in a movie um and he does amazing we've got Gina Gershon mm. a lot of people know from uh Riverdale and Face Off and she's a, plays a badass promoter yeah. um we've got Chuck Liddell who's a UFC Hall of Famer and John Moxley who's the AEW champion so some nice um actual fighters in the movie and also some great actors and um yeah you know it's made poured my heart into it and and hopefully people enjoy it Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. Like wishing you all the best with the movie. Thank you. And uh thanks for coming on and sharing a little bit my about pleasure. your story. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. We're continuing this series next week. Until then, stay tuned with everything Unplug on the IG and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie, and also the website www.unplugwithannie.com. If you'd like to sign up to the newsletters, you can do so on the website and you will receive special newsletters every week way before Sunday's release so you get to know ahead of time who Sunday's guest is a little more in-depth detail about the guest um and lots more of course so stay tuned till next week